Thanks for listening to 10-4 Lord, and please remember the three S's. Subscribe, share, and support. Subscribe to the podcast. Share it on Facebook in an email and a text message link to a friend. And uh, and if this podcast is a blessing to you and something that you're really getting a lot out of, then uh, go ahead and support the channel if you'd like to by clicking on the support button. Thanks again. God bless. Grace and peace to you in the name of Jesus Christ. Hey everybody, it's Paul with 10-4 Lord, and this morning I am, right now I'm headed from Nashville to Memphis. I'm going to drop this LTL load in our Memphis yard, and then pick up another LTL load headed for Baton Rouge to get me home. So getting home kind of late this weekend, uh, which is annoying, but uh, I got them to let me be off Monday, so at least I got that. So anyway, I've uh, been thinking lately about guns <laughs> uh, in general, as, well, I wouldn't say in general, but as they apply to believers, in terms of believers, Christian believers arming themselves uh, as a response to persecution, as a response to current events. And I've seen Facebook friends talking about it and discussing it. Um, and uh, you know, this is a, a topic I, in a broader sense that I've touched on before. But it just, I, I don't understand why so many Christian believers don't seem to get that this world is not our home. That the United States of America and the Kingdom of God are not synonymous and that we wrestle not against flesh and blood but against principalities and powers and the rulers of the darkness of this world, darkness of this world. and uh, I was looking I was reading Acts the other day the book of Acts and I came across where Stephen uh, the first martyr where Stephen you know, he had been full of, of the Holy Ghost, you know, and he was doing all these great things, and God was really working for him big time, and he preached the gospel, and man, he preached, I mean, that, that's, he took the law and the prophets, and he showed them the, the suffering and dying Messiah, and bold face told them, you're the ones that did this, you know, I mean, he did not hold back, and uh, and he preached the gospel to him. He preached salvation through Jesus Christ, and the result of which was that they stoned him to death. And there was a young man there who was part of the, I guess you would say, the conspiracy to kill Stephen, and his name was Saul. You probably know him better as Paul, the Apostle, who's later surnamed when he, uh, when he became, uh, after he became an Apostle. And he was right there, and he saw, he heard Stephen preach the gospel, then he saw Stephen stoned to death for preaching the gospel, and then he heard Stephen praying 
for the very people who were killing him as they were killing him. Asking God to not lay this sin to their charge. And that had to have made a huge impact on Saul. And I'm convinced that when Jesus said it is hard for thee to kick against the bricks, when he told when he met Saul on the road to Damascus, that had to be part of what Jesus was referring to. That 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 the the act of of Stephen interceding for the people who were causing him to be put to death, including Saul, praying for the very people who were killing him, that had to have been part of how the Lord was prodding Saul. Some Yahoo driving an 18-wheeler with a uh, oversized load sitting there texting while he's passing me in his truck like a dummy anyway sorry just explaining why I hit my horn I, I have no tolerance for that nonsense anyway so so you know Stephen prays for the people that are killing him and asks God to be basically asking God to forgive them and Saul hears this Okay, and later Saul is confronted by Jesus on the road to Damascus. He get he you know he <laughs> he gets saved, full of the Holy Spirit, becomes a disciple, later becomes an apostle, and is arguably I think most people would agree I certainly would became the greatest apostle of all had not only the greatest volume of revelation I mean in terms of number of books he wrote about half the number of books of the New Testament but in terms of volume you know actual volume of scripture it's more like two-thirds of the New Testament and and not just volume but also the depth of the revelation of the understanding of the gospel and the spiritual things of, of the new covenant that Jesus gave him was greater than any of the other apostles. You know, uh, Jesus first revealed to Peter that the Gentiles were accepted, right? That they didn't need to become proselytes first. Uh, but Peter didn't take it much further than that. It was Paul that God revealed the, the, the full extent of what the one the truth about the one body is the Jew and Gentile are fellow heirs of the same body um, and just things about grace and uh, justification by faith that we're not under the law um, just so many things Paul so Paul not only had the greatest amount of New Testament revelation of any of the apostles he also had the greatest extent and depth of spiritual understanding revelation uh, of any of the apostles. So, like I said, in my in my book, the greatest apostle of all, and uh, I think many, if if not most, people would agree with that. So, um, 
So, I put something on Facebook the other day, just kind of sarcastically saying, well, you know, it's too bad Stephen didn't have an AR-15. He could have he stood up for his rights and just shot all those guys, you know, and uh, including Saul, later to be Paul. And, uh, you know, yeah, because, you know, who, who needs two-thirds of the New Testament anyway, you know? It's a kind of tongue-in-cheek. Uh, comment there and uh, but, but just think about that and Stephen and the early believers acted like a lot of American believers are talking about today you wouldn't have two thirds of the New Testament you wouldn't have had the Apostle Paul. You wouldn't have had his missionary journeys. Think about that. And so I understand that people are concerned about the direction that the country is going. I understand that people don't want to see themselves or their families persecuted, imprisoned, you know, harm, uh, put to death, or whatever, for their faith. I get it. I understand that. Look, I got a family too. But we cannot allow our emotions to override Scripture. And we, we've got to stop trying to manipulate Scripture to make it agree with our feelings. You know, you just can't do that. And I've seen so many Christians, um, you know, they, they try to mingle Christianity with American patriotism, and it, they just don't mix. Uh, you know, scripturally, if you're a Christian, you're a citizen of heaven, whatever earthly kingdom you're in uh, on this earth, in this life, you're supposed to pray for, you're supposed to pray for those who are in authority. Um, but America is not the kingdom of God. America is a secular, worldly nation. And the Bible says that, you know, that this world is run by the God of this world, the devil, <clears throat> and principalities and powers, demonic principalities and powers for the most part. Um, so this idea that you're going to respond to persecution with gunfire it's carnal it's so carnal and if, if that's where your mindset has been I, I would encourage you to repent because you're not seeing things the way God sees them and you're, you're not you're, you're spiritualizing a carnal outlook on things the early church did not respond to persecution with violence. They responded to persecution by either suffering it and dying for Christ or by fleeing. And, you know, I don't see any other option in Scripture. Maybe you, maybe you know something I don't. You can show me. But... I don't see anything else as being a scriptural response 
to persecution for a Christian believer. You know, so, um, you know, that doesn't win me a lot of uh, popularity on Facebook. My comments and my posts, uh, they, they, they tend to get a lot of uh, derision and snide comments and accusations of cowardice. And, you know, we'll see who the coward is when, when uh, somebody wins, when it's a matter of deny Christ or die. You know, it, it's, it's easy to be courageous with an AR-15 in your hand. Okay, and, and look, I'm a Marine combat veteran. So, I'm, I'm definitely not um, weapons are not foreign to me. I like guns. Okay, I'll, I'll just tell you right there. It, it, this, this, this position, this biblical position is not an easy one for me to come to. Uh, but I have to submit to scripture. I like guns. I was in the military. I was I was Marine Corps Infantry. You know, I like AR-15s. Well, you know, when I carried one, it was called an M16A2. And, uh, you know, I like all that stuff. But it, I, I have to decide who my Lord is and, and who gets to call the shots in my life, in my attitudes. Is it me and my preferences, or is it Jesus Christ who bought me with his own blood? You know, that's really what it comes down to. So, just some thoughts, and uh, I guess you could say, uh, do we really have a Second Amendment uh, you know, when it comes to being a Christian? So, all right, God bless. Grace and peace to y'all in the name of Jesus Christ. Be safe. The million dollar question. Well, here's the million dollar question. Will you go to heaven when you die? Here's a quick test. Have you ever lied, stolen, used God's name in vain? Jesus said, whoever looks at a woman to lust after her has already committed adultery with her in his heart. If you have done these things, God sees you as a lying, thieving, blasphemous, adulterous heart. And the Bible warns that one day, God will punish you in the terrible place called hell. But God is not willing that any should perish. Sinners broke God's law, and Jesus paid their fine. This means that God can legally dismiss your case. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Then Jesus rose from the dead, defeating death, Today, repent and trust Jesus, and God will give you eternal life as a free gift. Then read the Bible every day and obey it. God will never fail you.